up and hello there to the whole world from us via the interwebs. We are all fire teamed up and ready to drop into episode 156 of the Bloodshot Eyes and Sore Thumbs podcast. Three years, baby. Okay, hold on. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. Unleash that. Unleash that energy. That that show here, real quick. Hold on to that energy. Wait, leash it. Okay. Kennel that energy. I'm building. That a is the podcast. Bomb over the, here. <laughs> there we go. There we. There's the energy again, bud. <laughs> okay, let me backtrack. This is episode 156 of that show that is brought to you weekly about gaming and radness from edgystances.com. All right, so the Titan we have screaming over there in the background is um, that is the best eagle alive. What's up, eagle? Hello. What's Three good? years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Three years of Titan. Ah, <laughs> uh, cat got out of the cage. It's okay, man. We're cage-free cats around here. Brent, uh, grease my fingers. Hurry. <laughs> He's Onward. talking to the warlock over there. That is uh, the old crow, Brent. Hello, sir. Hello. Hello, everyone. As always, thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really liked your your. I really enjoy your intro line. The uh, good morning, noon, and night. It's classy. Oh. Mm-hmm. I probably just ruined it though. All right, and uh, I'm a hunter. Uh, uh, <laughs> incidentally, we all have a a cool. Uh, the, the, the classic Destiny combo for this fire team. I'm talking too much. Let me just introduce myself. I'm Jacob, and hi. Uh, so yeah, another week. First. I just want to shout out you guys. Who? Us or the listeners? You two. Yeah, oh. you two. Well, the listeners as well for their unending patience. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, one of, this is the 156th episode, and if my math is uncharacteristically not wrong, that means uh, we have three years' worth of official weekly content. Boom. Man. Good job, boys. It's crazy. Congratulations. We did it. Yeah. We made it. Yeah, we got our... We got our chip. We have our new um, our T-shirts, mm. and mm-hmm. um, we should do some T-shirts. <laughs> Edgystances.com gave us a voucher to clock in one hour late for one shift um, over the next six months. Yeah, so, yeah. Employees of the of the years. <laughs> that makes me sad instead of happy. <laughs> I'll accept my webby later. <laughs> All right, let me shout out the Twitter and IG real quick there, at Edgy Stances. That didn't take long. Um, go there, check it out, tell us what you're playing. Uh, just say hello. Um, there's also in, uh, instructions to get to our Discord, and let's talk gaming. We have a bunch of friendly flip-flops over there that um really nice, and I don't know. It's cool. And we so, want yeah. to hear what you would do with Anthem to fix it. <laughs> I can just hear you aggressively pointing at your microphone, too. I'm pointing at myself right now. <laughs> you can start by taking down the holiday decorations and maybe trimming the weeds a little bit around oh, the yard. Yeah. yeah, the Homeowners Association is coming after Anthem hard, but uh, we talked about that last week. That's uh, that's water under the pod, so to speak. I'm, I'm not funny. I'm just sad. Okay, let's... <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get into this real quick. First of all, I just want to I just want to say this. I saw this this morning actually uh, on the old Twitter. I saw a post from the Capcom Resident Evil page. Did you guys see this? Is a picture of a of a subway train, the subway car. I all saw right? this. 
And captioned, there's nothing worse than subway delays when Nemesis is on your trail. Oh, uh, I know, right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, no, here's the thing. So this really got to me. Number one, because I was probably only awake for like 20 minutes at that point. So that probably has a hand in it. But this also, th- this graphic of the subway is so freaking good and real looking. It's giving me anxiety about the remake of this game. Which, you know, they're talking about Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. Um and uh, it's going to be frightening as hell. Sure. <laughs> like, I think it's going to, you know, they're going to pull it off just the way they did with Resident Evil 2 Remake, right? Like, mm-hmm. that game but looked Nemesis incredible. Is, well, you know, that didn't, I, I didn't mean to say but as if you're wrong. You are exactly right. Did Did you guys play Nemesis versus 2? Like, did you guys, you guys dive into Nemesis at all? No. So it's a little bit different in that you have now everything that would mess you up and your your fragile medulla over Resident Evil 1 and 2, but now you have something chasing you the whole game. Yep. If you yeah. dawdle. Like you Mr. X, think... right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, he was kind of chasing you through Resident Evil 2. No, right? no, no. No, I, I get it. I just, I just couldn't come up with a punchline fast enough. <laughs> At least when it was appropriate. Um, but yeah, yeah. But this thing, like, he'll just bust in like Kool-Aid Man and just really ruin your day. That sounds awful. Um, yeah, especially with the graphics and that, you know, the the art that they're putting into this remake. Um, everybody loved the second one, so I feel like I'd be walking into my... Excuse me, I shouldn't say second, meaning Resident Evil 2. Everyone seemed to like that remake. So I would be just strutting my stuff into this next one, ready to just scare the bejeebles. I don't know. Am I the only one who's like most excited about that weird multiplayer mode they're putting into this one? Uh, What do you mean? What? Uh, That's like the blending of the games, right? Because, wait, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't we kind of see these as separate trailers and then it came out that they're all just kind of going to be bundled together yeah what they call it like project resistance or something like that mm, bleeding it's edge like... <laughs> overwatch just play, just play. got you <laughs> uh no it's like four player co-op versus one mastermind um who's oh right right, right. laying traps releasing enemies you know to deal with as the four players kind of progress through the map I mean, I gotta say, it just jumps out like an evolve kind of thing. Right. Uh, everything that's four v one has not evolved, right? <laughs> Dude, okay, okay. I'm sorry for saying bleeding edge instead of your multiplayer thing. All right, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. Like asynchronous, <laughs> yeah, uh, multiplayer. You do have a point, though. I do bring up evolve for nearly everything. I should say dead by daylight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I should say rockstar table tennis. Mm, that's that's more accurate, you know, with the zombies. Classic asymmetrical. Yeah, and the lickers. And the trapping. I just hit the nay-nay so hard. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah, it, that, that, that graphic of the subway car, it made me excited for how not excited I am about being excited for this game. Yeah. I'm more interested to hear more about Resident Evil 8, to be honest. Mm. That's got to be coming soon, right? Yeah, it's I guess I'm with you be, there, yeah. It's probably going to be messed up. It's probably going to be messed up. So, all right. Um, These next two topics kind of go a little hand in hand. So, I don't know. We'll just do like a little one at a time kind of thing. Let's talk about television first. 
Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, you Is mean that... Hulu. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't have TVs anymore. We all use monitors. <laughs> now, it's monitors now. Okay, ah. so let me just get right to it. I paused on purpose. I'm sorry. I'm okay, really okay. obnoxious <laughs> right now. Get to so, it! Uh, <laughs> there's some cartoons coming out. I'm sorry. I didn't know how to really get in there, but uh, we have pretty much confirmed at this point Diablo... Okay. Yeah, according to a link in the uh, <coughs> LinkedIn page of Nick Van Dyke, it is in its pre-production and going to be released on Netflix. Diablo is going to be, or Diablo is how I want to say it, is going to be Castlevania style, which is what everybody's kind of saying as far as these, like if we're talking about a video game representation. Ah, um, anime. And such. Uh, yeah, I usually think that's what they're really trying to say, but people don't want to say anime, or at least not <laughs> everyone. A lot of people want to say anime. A lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, so this is pretty much confirmed, but the other cool thing about it is that um, they were saying that they actually <laughs> sold and are starting to uh, bundle together a production for Activision for Overwatch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but that's still just a whole lot of rumors, but that doesn't surprise me very much. Like, I don't really want to offend anybody or whatever, but with what we saw with Overwatch 2, you know, we know it's not a completely separate sequel. You know, we've talked about all this before. Okay? Sure. Uh, you know, say it's going to be the same client or whatever, the button that you click on in your games and apps on your Xbox console. Like, we mm-hmm. all, it's just going to be some add-ons. I think they were really trying to add in this extra content to make the characters more endearing so that the public would take on an overwatch cartoon or movie or show yeah i mean i Live can action see it overwatch kind of all being <laughs> rolled in together right you know like yeah i i do think they've got an interesting story and a ton of interesting characters to you know talk about with overwatch so a cartoon a web series or something would be great you know they've done these uh shorts you know, that they've shown on YouTube and stuff, like mm-hmm. diving, mm-hmm. you know, deep into one character. And those are fantastic. Yeah, they're usually pretty entertaining. Do you, here, I, I want to take your guess. Do you think they'll be of that same quality or something else? I would hope so. I, I would hope so. But, you know, I, I think absolutely would. I think Blizzard kind of has a, a standard as far as, um, what their games and what the stuff having to do with their games look like. And um, I think it would be a good show, too. I think it could potentially be really entertaining as long as it wasn't like too kind of weird or out there or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, but whatevs. I agree. I, like, I'm honestly a little more interested in the Diablo show because like Diablo is such a weird story, such a weird world. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, that teaser trailer they put out for Diablo 4 was like some of the coolest like storytelling they've done in that game in my opinion like just that mm. short couple minute teaser was just like incredible I yeah think. but with with Overwatch and well I mean I'll just say Blizzard Activision at this point the moves that they're making towards entertainment you know we're going to be talking about the move to YouTube with the Overwatch League here in just a second um you know, it's really just no surprise to me that they're trying to kind of push all this together into being an overall, like, you know, lifestyle entertainment product besides sure. just a video game. Yeah. So, in turn, that wouldn't surprise me if Overwatch goes free to play. 
some point soon. Hmm. Yeah, when we were talking about that last week? We talk about it every week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Really, is it just inevitable that it goes free to play at this point? I don't think so. Mm. Oh, man. And, you know, Brent does kind of have a point there. We do talk about a lot. So I'm sorry, but I'm just going to jerk the wheel here because there is just – there's just one more thing I wanted to mention when we're talking about um, Mr. Van Dyke here. Um, There were a couple more rumors that were thrown out, and apparently it's – I'm reading that Activision is looking at a movie for Call of Duty as well. It makes sense. Yeah. Saving Private Ghost. I don't know. That's a big old IDK from here. I'm not here to say what's right or wrong or anything like that. I just want to talk about it. I mean, I do feel that that kind of edge might be a little problematic right now, don't you think? Nah. You know, maybe, maybe like, maybe you don't want, I don't necessarily want the video game industry taking on that kind of subject matter. I mean, that's what <laughs> you, they do, you know, though. It, like, that's it, Call it, of Duty is that subject it, matter. And the, but that's the thing, though. See, to me, because Call of Duty is a worldwide known series based on conflicts that mimic real world events, and the faces of those conflicts are both human, and you know, both sides think that they're right. You know, yeah. Like but I, I mean, I will say at least with the newest iteration of Call of Duty and uh, Modern Warfare, the storytelling in, in the campaign definitely showed both sides and kind of how um, yeah, there's not you know, a people, clear enemy. Yeah, and and how you know, people might be doing the thing that they feel right, but that also makes them kind of evil to other people. Um, it was a really good campaign. It really showed both sides and kind of made you think uh, a little more than just, you know, hoorah, let's go and guns blazing. I think Call of Duty has been pretty good at that over the years. Yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. There's been a lot of like, hey, you're a hero, you're going to save the world. Um, you know, but mixed with that as well in the games, there's been a lot of like, depictions of loss and like, mm-hmm. confusion that I'm I'm sure a lot of uh you know present day soldiers go through you know like it's not as clear cut as like you know this guy's good this guy's bad we have to kill right. the bad guys you know mm-hmm. there's there's motivations for every side that's tough to, to you know to decipher yeah i right. could definitely see that side of it and again i'm not here to like debate the morality of it or anything like that um there are a lot of different viewpoints on there like i feel everything that you guys are saying my opinion doesn't necessarily come from within the campaign and its storytelling how it handles it is it's kind of just outside of this like it with me i struggle with the question like should we be using this route to make money like this you know because they do kind of repurpose real geographical areas where real bad stuff happened to kind of tell uh, a go america kind of story and i'll stop there because i don't want to come off a way that i don't this is a gaming show but i just you know like with the handling of movies and shows coming from gaming you know little things matter a whole lot you know this this industry makes a lot of money right now and you know i just want to kind of see it go in the right places of course a movie of call of duty would kill it oh yeah yeah military movies are hot man yeah we do have a little bit more Call of Duty news, but I also talked about we were, we were talking about um, Activision Blizzard a little bit earlier. And uh, one thing we also saw picking up again was the beginning of the new season of the Overwatch League and their move to a new platform. Yeah, have you guys uh, caught any of this new YouTube streaming of the Overwatch League? I did no, not get to see not it. So Last week was very busy at the telephone pole whittling workshop. Mm. I'm sure that's tough on the yeah. hands. Um, you, when, when I say workshop, it doesn't mean I actually worked in a shop making them. I went to a class at a Home oh, Depot okay. about how to hand whittle. 
telephone poles. Got you. Bless you, Home Depot. Um, I'm yeah, just trying so, to make this Etsy take off. Uh, Overwatch has moved from Twitch over to YouTube for streaming its live events. Um, which, for better or for worse? Question mark. <sighs> kind of a little bit of both. Um, <laughs> I think it depends on what side of the table you're sitting on, right? right? <laughs> so, I, I think overall, the production from the the actual like event is just as good as it was last year. I think it's very much the same, um, huh. you know, which is good, high quality, like things work well. Um, I have noticed, I it's tough to compare to last year and the year before that, but it seems like the games are getting paused more often. Um, like, like an actual across the board even from the players uh, perspective pause yeah like like there's a tech problem and they just pause the game mid fight what it's oh. crazy it is crazy that is, that is crazy Ooh. dude the last one i saw like there's a mccree and like he is getting a headshot on a widowmaker and the game just pauses you know like oh the... it's that's crazy. no good uh but it's kind of one of those things. Everybody gets paused, and then they kind of do like a three, two, one count back into it, and things just resume. And hey, it's technology; like things like that will happen. Uh, but it seems yeah. like a little more frequently this year than you know last year. But maybe that's just what I've seen so far. Are you enjoying it? Like, are there any notable differences? Again, I haven't been able to see it now that it's started up on YouTube just yet. I, the only big difference that I see with the YouTube stream is the ads kind of seem like they come out of nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. And they'll kind of just cut one of the commentators off like mid-sentence and go to a cheese it ad. And then they'll come back and, you know, the commentators will like be talking about another subject. Like they don't get paused, you know. <laughs> well, there is a very suitable explanation <laughs> for those ads. And, uh, man... So Activision Blizzard style of how they've been approaching esports and stuff lately. Uh, well, here, let's do this first. How much did YouTube pay so, to take Overwatch League away from Amazon? So it, it, we're not 100% sure, but we believe that the uh, what Amazon and Twitch paid Overwatch for two years streaming rights was $90 million. Good Lord. And that was with Twitch, right? That was, that was with was Twitch, with yes. Okay. Um, and so reports are showing that YouTube paid upwards of $160 million for the streaming rights. Ooh. It's, it's a big number. It's a big, it's a big hat. It's a big week. It's, it's still a big week. That's really interesting. You know, I'll point I'll, I'll say this. Uh, Dixerto did a really good article uh, a couple months ago on Blizzard Activision and, you know, what they're kind of doing and, you know, their process for this kind of stuff. Um, they tried initially with, you know, the Heroes of the Storm content and all that back in 2017 with the esports, and it wasn't really working out as much. What they've decided to do was kind of make a contract, sell it all off in this kind of style, $90 million, $160 million. Mm-hmm. And they have their guaranteed money, and they're not worried about streams as much anymore. While the teams kind of worked on an individual basis, as if it, well, they are just franchises, and they have to kind of look out for themselves. Sure. So it's interesting how you know, they were able to secure a bag this huge <laughs> to go on YouTube. Well, like, you know, since Overwatch kind of got into esports a few years ago, uh, it has seemed very apparent that they're trying to model 
professional sports like the NBA, uh, NFL, MLB, things like that. Yeah, where, they're even doing road games now. Yeah, uh, honestly, I think that's important. You know, there's a lot of things that traditional sports do right, um, but there's a lot of things that I think esports can do better. And these exclusive contracts, exclusive streams, and stuff, I feel like is the wrong direction. You're right. Yeah. In the business yeah. sense, you're right. Like, oh, a lot of people involved with Overwatch League agree with you, and I don't even need to know them. They've all quoted <laughs> this. No, but you're, you're, you're it right. just it, it just kind of stifles it down to you know everybody's got to sit in this one channel to watch it. Where you know, for, as a consumer, it's like, man, what if you broadcast to YouTube, Twitch, Mixer, on your website, anywhere people can find it, you know, live on Twitter, whatever. But. Getting that hundred and sixty million dollar paycheck is probably the right move financially. Right. I wonder if the idea of having to take things on the road or doing home stands and stuff, like where that falls within the business of a franchise's responsibility or the or the overall um, Activision Blizzard Activision. You know, like I I was reading some really interesting stuff. Like, um, so doing road games would obviously you know require money. Um, for plane tickets or bus tickets or whatnot. And I remember reading that this breakdown was, okay, they want everybody they, they, they want a six person roster for every single for every single match. Um, they want three alternates. They want a house for all of them to live in. And so and then salaries for each one of them. And all of these things fall under the responsibility of the franchise owner. Sure. And you know, this kind of demand to take it on the road and mimic these this professional sports, like I'm just wondering the the stretch of the expense. That well, is kind of being put onto them because they're they're also saying they're not seeing that Coca Cola money, that sure. overall like Overwatch that, that all goes is. to Activision Blizzard, I'm sure. Absolutely, but I, I think uh, um, also you got to think about if you looked at when teams were first getting started up. I believe the number was thirty two million dollars to buy a franchise. Holy buckets. So you saw a lot of pro sports teams in it, like the owner of the Patriots, Robert Kraft, came in and bought a team and, uh, you know, things like that. People who have large amounts of money sitting as well as teams in place, right? Like, I'm sure that, you know, the Patriots organization, like, they levy some of those people to help with the esports side of things too, right? Like, they know how to sell jerseys, they know how to sell merch, get people excited about a team, you know, things like that. Yeah, sell sort of. ad campaigns to Toyota, et cetera, et cetera. Right, right. You know. um, but yeah, it's interesting. I, I wonder if this is paying off for those franchises. I'm sure it has to be, right? Otherwise, it's just a fail. I mean, they're sending, they're know. selling $90 jerseys. That money's got to go somewhere. I remember right. the downtime between seasons was kind of fraught on social media with a lot of lament from actual players in the Overwatch League with not understanding how contracts are handled and folks jumping around and the fact that a lot of the legends have kind of stepped out. And I don't really know why behind all that information. So I don't want to instigate another debate, sure. especially over, you know, stuff I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy. It's a weird thing. We'll leave it at that. You know what else is crazy? What's that? A 50 gigabyte patch. No. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. Um, it's crazy exciting. And, uh, you know, if you play Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, you got this update a couple days ago. 
this with with the start of their brand new season and all that. But people have wondered what is all this content about, and I think just yesterday we got. <laughs> but a what bit about of, the content? Uh, but what about the content, <laughs> Jacob? Like rattle, you know you're right. But why do people call them smoothies? It's not like they're smooth. But uh, if you have Call of Duty, you might be getting battle royale. Oh, you're getting it. Oh yeah, you're getting it. That's right. We did get some brand new news yesterday. What did you hear? Uh, so some leaks have been going on nonstop about this battle royale mode, Warzone, coming to Call of Duty. Um, their most recent patch hit, in which it added a classified game mode, mm-hmm. um, kind of to the menus, uh, as well as data miners have been pulling what seems to be this battle royale mode, Warzone, um, coming to Modern Warfare. Now, some of the, I guess, details that have come out about it is, I guess the general consensus is that it's going to be free to play, um, kind of outside ownership of the game. So, like its own, um, its own app, its own client? Maybe. Or maybe, you know, you would (laughs) download Modern Warfare, but could only interact with Warzone unless you paid for the whole thing. Right. Interesting. Oh. Oh, I don't know. It's like a treat for the customers. Yeah. So the latest leak came out and said this will be launching in early March. So right around the corner. Um, and there was some language about maybe it coming first to owners of the game and then opening free to play shortly after that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a small week. Uh, let's say it's not free to play. Is this going to nudge you into actually buying Modern Warfare Eagle and Jacob, I guess? Maybe. I don't know. I've seen a lot of it. It still makes me just as motion sick. Ain't a damn thing change. Uh, <laughs> seriously, I'm not hating on it. No, I've tried to play so many times with Eagle over the years, different Call of Duties, and I always got to set the controller down after like 20, 30 minutes. Hmm. Like, it's. I've just let it go. <laughs> like, I'm just. Go live a life of a Call of Duty without me. <laughs> go be a Call of Duty. Go! So I think. Um... Like, I'm really interested in it. Like, I will have to see, you know, what it is, you know, to decide if it's worth it or not. Because I'm not really into the Modern Warfare multiplayer this time mm-hmm. around. Like, I saw a rumble on this throwback map, Rust. How is that fun? <laughs> oh, Rust is amazing. How is that fun? It's like you have mental whiplash. You're up and you're down. You're up and you're down. You're up and you're down. Like Yo, what? dude, 1v1 me on <laughs> Rust. <laughs> I, no. No. Rust yeah. is incredible. Rust needs to get swept, cleaned <laughs> a little bit. You know, you don't. I don't know. You don't bring Rust back all the time. Every few years, though, it rears its head, and it's it's a remembrance of how small a multiplayer map can be. Yeah. Spoiler it's alert: It's rusty. <laughs> no, I I just it's just so much orange and dust and. You getting shot twice in the knee, and that's enough to cripple you. Wonderful. Me. Love it. Sign me up. Cool. I, I retract my previous statement on Crow. Vanilla. I'm buying Modern Warfare yeah, so I can play Rust. <laughs> Modern Rust Fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something like that. But yeah, like well, honestly, like I know we reported on it probably, what, a few months ago about that kind of weird leak of... Do you guys remember talking about the gulag and like one v oneing to get mm-hmm. respawned yeah, yeah, yeah. into the match? Yep, that really didn't happen. May I mean we don't know yet. Like the battle royale's not even real yet. Yeah, we got to get <laughs> into the gulag. 
but I Wait think early March. Depending on how this map looks, like I'm sure that they'll pull in some old like Modern Warfare locations. Like this the last leak that I saw showed like an airport. So you know terminal's mm-hmm. gonna be in there, right? Love that map. Um Yeah. But, <laughs> Jacob's over there nodding his head. Yeah, I love playing on Myrtle or whatever you Yeah. Hey, like it's like if they brought midship back. Yeah. Oh. That'd be tight. Okay. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. I'm just sure. being I'm being facetious. I'm being fetus. <laughs> well, I mean, are you gonna play Call of Duty Battle Royale? Modern Warfare. Eagle. If it's free to play, hundred percent. If it's not Brent. free to play, fifty fifty. Yeah, Brent, same I mean, question. I already own it, so if it's going to be there, absolutely, I'll, I'll jump in. I mean, I feel like Call of Duty, <clears throat> other than like Apex, has kind of shaken up the the battle royale kind of formula the most. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'd be super interested to see um, what their twist is this time around. So battle royale is not dead, and it's not because y'all are specifically battle no, royale. Fans. I mean, I think Eagle just kind of, <laughs> no, which by the way, so. nice moves this week. Eagle. I think Eagle just kind of called it from day one that just everything is going to have a battle royale one way or the other. It's just going to be a game mode that's in everything else. Yeah, it's just gonna kind of, kind of settle, distill out into uh, the way we find capture right. the flag everywhere now. Yeah, it's just gonna be in there. I think it's it's gonna be like a mode, right? There. Some games will fit better than others. Um, you know, I think a game like a Call of Duty that has a ton of different weapons and a ton of different abilities and things like that fits mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some games maybe not. You know, but yeah, I think true, I think true. Battle Royale is here to stay, and yep. I'll be really interested to see what some of the mainstays like a Fortnite, like a PUBG, like an Apex, what they'll do with their next game. Yeah. What is what does PUBG mm. two look like? You know, what does Apex Legends two look like? Man. Man. Speaking of that, by the way, I know I took you by surprise a second ago. I was just gonna say, bro, we've been getting wins in that Apex, bro. So I'm on a new level. I'm trying to tease out your good news. Like Oh. <sighs> So what's your what's your good news? A, a short little antidote, a little antidote for you boys, anecdote for you boys. <laughs> um, Don't open up that window. <laughs> when uh, this first season was getting started, uh, a young man by the name of Carbon Prototype threw some died a lot. Threw some shade our way, saying that he was going to be the first to get the platinum. Oh, so that's what it is. That's what it is. Mm. And so I think he was specifically talking to another young man by the name of Gantz Twelve, who got to platinum last season first, I think. Uh, And so I took it among myself to shun all adult responsibilities. Play approximately 158 games of ranked Apex until I got to platinum before those two busters did. I could just see you training wearing like snorkel goggles and a puffy vest doing like caustic squats <laughs> yeah, in dude. the garage, like in your I montage. feel most alive when rapidly approaching my death. Uh, Man, but. but I know Gantz made it, I made it. I don't know if Carbon's made it yet or not. Mm. I haven't talked but to him. But you got today. a chair waiting for him, right? You save That's a right. seat. You, you come on in, man. First drink's on me. Yeah, dude. 
that's the squad though. Y'all are killing it. I know Guest Carry Live gets in there with you too. And uh old Rattle Boy Al's gotten a win every day this oh. week for the past week. Also, for I the record, know. I'd like to say old Rattle Boy Al went full matrix on some hoes earlier. Oh but you just... <laughs> it's like I said, even a broken watch is right twice a day, dude. I was just as surprised. I just like watched I the did. video of it a little bit ago and was re-amazed at how you're still alive. I, I don't know, man. It was like in the Born Identity when he just was like, oh, I know Kung Fu. Like, it's, it's just, and then lost every game after that. But we, we did we did get that win. That's, you know, yeah, but that was fun. Two didn't boot it. It was. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. So we are getting closer. This next news Um uh, this is about our time that we usually start thinking about doing our E3 predictions because we take a lot of pride in those. Uh, we, uh, I guess I can say it now. We've been right a lot about stuff, and so now it's just kind of a game at this point. But here is our boss battle. Bloodborne 2. Because... Yeah, absolutely, dude. Well, that's <laughs> the show, guys. Thanks, and uh, make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, but what am I getting at here? Okay, so E3's getting so squirrely. <laughs> like, I don't know what this is going to do about predictions this is kind of what I'm using as a transition in the next topic here, which, you know, I don't know if it's a big deal. Maybe it is a big deal. I can assure I, you that this is not a big deal. Yeah, I know. Right. I just kind of want to talk about it based on some of the things that were around it. Absolutely. And that is uh, Jeff Keighley uh, saying he will not be at E3. This is, I, you know, I'm not just trying to troll headlines for stuff to talk about it's just interesting to see e3 as it's going like i don't know we've e3 has kind of been a landmark event in gaming for a long like if you're really into mm-hmm. gaming to the point where you want to talk about it with other people and stuff like everybody pays attention right. to e3 right you know like it's just part of it and that's starting to kind of i don't know change i think it was like an important you know milestone of the year um in which just a lot of people are together, right? You know, you've got all the major companies kind of showing off their portfolio for the year, you know, making their announcement. Yeah, exactly. Which, hey, it's 2020. There's not much need for a trade show, right? People can just call each other. People can yeah, just, just email you know, each get other. That, get that Cintus, you know, group conference stuff. But, like, FaceTime. <laughs> as someone on the outside, just as a consumer, this was a nice place to like sit down for one weekend and just get this huge mm-hmm. dump of all this information. You can kind of sift through like, hey, PlayStation's got some really cool games coming up. Nintendo looks like trash, and who knows what Xbox is doing? You know, like it was just this nice, like overall place to kind of see what everybody right. had to offer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, the the past couple of years, it's, it seems to have been waning and waning and waning. And this year, it they're seems... pulling their punches. Like to me, like I agree with you. It's uh, to me something like E three. If you made it more about people, that would be fantastic. Like everybody's so pissed about you know early early access and games having to be fixed and stuff. If you can show games off, you know a little while before they come out and be able to actually take the temperature of the public, like that's a to me that's invaluable information. See, I'm kind For of on my the video game development company that I don't have, but I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying. Kind of on the opposite side of that, in that, like, a lot of games at this state, right? Like early on in development, are fairly broken, right? Like they don't they don't work like a polished beta that you'd get like on the PlayStation Store or anything. Yeah, um, they're trying to keep up with rapidly evolving tech hardware as well. Sure. So the general public, I think, doesn't 
grasp that like journalists do who see games at varying states of development. Well, I mean, know, if you're going to wear the uniform, you got to sell the cookies, right? Like, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. It's you know, it's supposed to be provocative. Nobody knows what it means. <laughs> Continue. But like something like PAX is like for the people. I think something like E3 is for the industry. It's for the You press. know who agrees with you? Who? Or at least disagrees with you, I should say actually. Is uh, Jeff Keeley. <laughs> that's a uh, Well, nobody that's cares about Jeff Keeley. Yeah, well, it, it, <laughs> This is just—he's absolutely right. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I just, Kojima isn't going to E3, so why would Keeley go to E3? Buddy, Jeff, you changed, man. Ever since you met that edgy dude, Kojima-san, I don't even know if that's his name. You changed, dude. Look, wear something other than hoodies with thumbs slots. <laughs> wow, bro. Okay, so Jeff said it needs to be more about the people, blah, blah, blah. I don't really have a lot of direct quotes, but I do have some correspondence between him and Ars Technica via email, at least what Ars Technica wanted to say about it. And this was all on Wednesday, the 12th of February. And when he basically said he will not be participating in E3 2020, I know that he got on social media to be able to field some questions. But in that email I just mentioned, he was pointing to a blog post from the ESA, the Electronic Software Association. Uh, they do E3. And uh, they're talking about their, their changes about how they want to uh, shake up how they're doing E3 and all that. Very vague. There's really nothing to be gleaned from that other than this is what he said. And he did reference the data dump leak that just kind of happened. Um, but again, according to Ars Technica, it wasn't clear that that was like any kind of blame. Or anything like that but um he did say he just wasn't comfortable in light of something he found out my theory here goes Hideo Kojima <laughs> has been kidnapped <laughs> by the held, ESA is being held in a Guantanamo Bay like facility <laughs> by a man with a skull for a face and Jeff has been activated for only he has the industry clout and karate proficiency he and Mads Mickelson are going to eat ramen until they find <laughs> Kojima. Actually, he's just recording his part for Death Stranding too. Still stranded. That's right. Still <laughs> stranding. I'm still stranding. What gets me, though, is how is the ESA going to shake up E3, though? Uh, they're going to have LeBron <laughs> James, and he's going to dunk on somebody and say, Hey, buy 2K20. It's dope. <laughs> and then gamer you listening esa <laughs> g fuel's gonna be there and say buy our powder dude g up bro j -j 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 -j. dude i think it's probably gonna be in the form of like musical performances <laughs> we're gonna see post malone <laughs> it's, hell yeah that's, and that's it it's just gonna be post malone phil spencer's that's gonna it. walk out and have a bunch of face tattoos oh, on <laughs> He's going to have to come up with some material. He's looking at about two hours of stage time available to him now. Turns out Microsoft can probably have Sunday and Monday. I mean, they own the whole theater next to E3. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> Tis right. I guess what I'm kind of... We'll, we'll move on in just a second. It's just like... It's, it's like E3's turning into that mall that half of it isn't you know rented out. And it's just kind of empty. Hey, as long as I got a great American cookie company, I'll be there for the double doozy, Jeff Keeley. <laughs> I don't know what you just said. Uh, <laughs> I, I got you. Thank you. Thank you. Need a second to respond to that. 
Uh, it seems like Jeff Keighley's all in on Gamescom. Like, but I game... mean, who cares, right? <laughs> I mean, Gamescom is like the largest show, so like I I well, get you it. Were, you were coming in all edgy, like nobody cares about Geoff Kegley. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs> he's the host of an award show, and he's good at that. It's real talk, though. I mean, he's been doing it for, uh, wait, you just said uh, 25, 25 years. I think, uh, yeah, I think he said he's been going to, like, E3 for 20, 25 years. I mean, like you, that. You're, you throw your party and this, you know, your buddy always comes. And then one year he's like, nah, man. And you're just like, it's hideo. <laughs> <laughs> I do you think. You bite your thumb and stare to the horizon. I think it was a tactful PR move by Keeley to say. Like one more log on the fire of E3's dying, of kind of like him throwing himself in that boat, saying like, "Yeah, I'm not going either." Like, yeah, I mean, I I feel like the sun is setting on E3, unless they, you know, unless they got some lightning in a bottle somewhere that they've been yeah. sitting on. Oh no, it's a bummer. Uh, like, I hope that that show stays around. I have enjoyed it for years and years, yeah, kind of just yeah. watching the coverage I, out of that. Yeah, you know, like I try. And... Oh, go ahead. Brett. I was just gonna say, it's just like one of the biggest things they look forward to each year. And it's, it's kind of disheartening seeing it. Yeah. Kind of be whittled down year by year now. It is. It, it, and just because my person, this is totally my personal opinion, pure conjecture, but you know, like the, the folks running a lot of these advertisement campaigns, the marketing for games, trying to keep up with the younger public, they're kind of older, a little out of touch and stuff and it's just like it just makes me cringe wondering what the hell they're going to be doing mm. to quote unquote shake up E3 like oh look we're going to do uh, we're we're going to do some pin the tail on the donkey <laughs> we're going to have a pinata <laughs> it's going to be lit so oh, I, I don't know let's talk about what we played this week all right let me do this real quick okay shout, a quick shout out to Eagle already shouted him out before, but out of, uh, you know, gloating and shame. Uh, I want to shout out Gantz12 in a huge way for, I just need to spread this. He said, he says, <laughs> he beat Return of the Oberdin in 10 hours. hey And that gets a big old sheesh from me. Sheesh. Like, yeet. Yeet, yeet. It either makes me feel like I'm incredibly stupid or near the end. I'm not sure. Buddy, buddy, <laughs> how many lasers do you got? I got 15 <laughs> lasers. lasers. This inspired me to hop back on there because, yeah, and uh, I'm glad that I did. I was actually able to make some progress, and I knocked it all out. You finished it? Yep, 100%. Okay, so. Now, not 100% achievements, 100% finished. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I have not beaten this, so please don't ruin this game for me. Okay. But um, did I will like tell it? you that Dumbledore dies. Oh, oh I did it. Oh, gosh. Dumbledore, you rascal. <laughs> I mostly felt bad for the boatman because uh, he waited for me on the water for like three weeks. <laughs> I yeah, I how... walked down and checked if he was still there the other day. And he's still there just chilling. He's still chilling. Chilling. Just kicking it. I'm like, Chill dude, bill. some stuff went on on this boat. This pocket watch yeah. in my hand is still shaking. <laughs> I... I hit a hard wall. Well, you know, like definitely not a soft wall, but I hit a wall in Oberdin where, you know, I was just kind of taking laps around the boat and that'll get me to turn off real quick. And, uh, there's just, uh, something in a tricky place. 
and then after that, the whole thing just came gushing. Like it, it, it was, it was a lot of fun. But yeah, I had some trouble with like dealing with the feeling like I wasn't getting something. Like you know, I had watched I don't know fifteen, twenty of these murders, and it's like, man, I don't know who any of these people are, and like I felt like I should. And <laughs> you know, the game is slowly trying to tell you like, hey, you're not going to know everything. Like things are gonna come to light later. Just keep going. Keep yeah, going. it 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 really does a really cool uh you know mental trick on you. And by the end of it, you're an expert. Yeah, it's it's you know just from the work that you do naturally, it's kind of like you just get to know everybody. Well, I mean, you get to you know who everybody is, not get to sure. know everybody. Um, yeah, there's there was definitely some moments. I played a bunch more uh, this week too, um, and. It, you have those like light bulb moments of like, oh, of course, this guy's this guy. And then you'll figure out a few more mm-hmm. that you've been thinking about after that. And then it just avalanches and you're like, you know, Sherlock Holmes, but cooler because you're real, not a story. It's, it's real <laughs> in this video game that you're playing. <laughs> the game's afoot. Um, but yeah, shout out Gantz. Yeah, we'll man. be coming back to Overdin here in a little bit, but uh, I just done. want to give credits where it is due. Uh, Ten hours—that's dope. Without footage, it's fiction, but that's awesome. And uh, <laughs> Pixar, it didn't happen. <laughs> I feel most alive when rapidly lying about my game time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's gonna think I'm being serious. I think that's really awesome, Gans. You're you're awesome. No, that's cool. That's very and you cool. got both me and the eagle. Uh, off of our nests and work. I know. I put down Apex and played some more Overdin, so congratulations. I had a great couple days. I mean, I was super busy at work, so I wasn't really feeling the old Destiny grind, which I did spend a little bit of time with there doing their Crimson Days event. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I won't make you roll your eyes so hard that you're stuck looking at your frontal lobe for the rest of your life, but that is going on. And I didn't feel like the grind, so it was nice to just, like, get a win with Eagle and then couch chiller with uh, Oberdin. Then yeah. That's right. That's what I got. What'd you guys play? Uh well I finished up Children of Morta. Uh Hey. Yeah. I think like a day that ended boss a doozy, huh? Uh yeah, dude. That that Unless you're Linda. Game. Then he's easy, but that last boss is a doozy. That game's uh, tough. Yeah, but, I mean, push through. It just, again, it just hooked me instantly. It just kind of had, you know, all, like, the little quirks that I like in kind of top-down little action games like that. You know, Dead Cells, Wizard of Legend. I mean, we talked about it last week. But, yeah, man, it was fantastic. On, you know, free on Game Pass. I mean, what what more can you ask for? But I will say, I don't know who originally posted it, but I saw in the Discord that uh, The Division 2 was on, like, this insane sale. Three dollars, but three bucks. So yeah, yeah totally Resident Evil Two it. remake is twenty, and um, Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is fifteen. Oh, yeah, I've been thinking about buying on Odyssey because of the content, but yeah. I'm not trying to bogart your point. I'm sorry. Um, um, so Division Two, <clears throat> I haven't actually um, booted up the Division Two yet. Um, I'm kind of scared because I just feel like it's, it's just such a large amount of content that's ahead of me that because mm-hmm. i didn't play the division one so i don't oh. really know what to expect jumping into this Division one is game pass. um did you guys get like the end game content of division two yeah yes okay yeah 
Eagle beat the campaign, right? You just haven't done you have you done the raids? I didn't do the raids, no. They're Why? hard. Division raids are tough. I mean, I did the first division raids, but I didn't do anything in division two. Why? Well, why not? Yep. Just you on to other things. Uh, on the other things, uh, my interest in the game was really falling off by the end of it. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't think they did enough to spice it up. I kind of like ran with the same weapons almost the whole game. You know, it was just mm. kind of like. Hey, this sniper rifle feels overpowered, so I'm just gonna keep using it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it would. Last year was super busy with releases too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it was all year long. Uh, and it like I think you are in the perfect position to love this game because I had sunk hundreds of hours into the division. So coming to the division two, it's very similar. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah, it, and fixes a lot of the problems that people might have had with Division One because that's how sequels work. You and know? so it's probably also a more introduces experience. new ones, right? Like there's there's different kinds of problems um, that you'll have with Division Two, but since you haven't spent so much time with it, coming in fresh, like there's not, like Division's real good. Like mm-hmm. it is. Do you got some buddies to play it with, Crow? Mm, I mean, no. besides us, like you know. That and and that's the only thing where I would hold up talking to you specifically about it because I I know I know you love all video games but I also the the way Division is is to me it's more fun like it's it's like Wolfenstein Youngblood like it's got the single player campaign in there mm-hmm. but I just felt playing with a buddy is just better sure sure in general oh it's better sure yeah. The game's pretty tough too. Like they focus fire when you're playing by yourself, and it's it's a cover shooter, so it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm everything's really bullet cool. spongy. It's, you know, it's it, a it's, lot of it's cool, but it's for for a type. And I mean, again, for three bucks, I mean, good price, right? Hey, it's yeah. worth at least four or five dollars. Wow. So, there you go. Oh yeah, dude. So much content in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you kinda like Destiny, I mean it's you know, I like I can deal with Destiny because it's space wizards. That's right. cool. Like, you know, Division is, is looter shooter, but you know, everything's realistic. The thing that you know, you know Division has that, you know, Destiny and other things like it don't have is the Dark Zone, which is Yeah. Like Tarkov. An, <laughs> yeah, kind <laughs> the, of. The Tark Zone. <laughs> And that's like it's really neat, like to go in there, try and find some good loot, and kind of have triggered. that tension of, you know, the person that you're next to. Like, should we just shoot each other and kill each other, or should we work together and kill this boss, mm-hmm. split the loot, and then just buzz off? You know. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. So, I got a question for you guys. Hmm. So we got that beta for Bleeding Edge. We got that beta. The beta. Uh, did you guys play it? I turned it on. Yeah, I played some. I was nervous turning it on. I was not nervous. Hmm. But I was not disappointed because my hopes are very low. Ooh. Ooh. Um, what do you think about it, man? Like... I, I don't know. I'm not really convinced. I ran through the multi. I couldn't find a game really... Or Excuse me. I went through the tutorial. I couldn't find a game very easily in multi. So I only played like one of those. And I... um I don't know, man. It's kind of a... 
I don't know, man. Here, I'll defer to you. What did you think? I thought it kind of sucked. Yeah, a little bit, right? So, moved, here's the thing. It moved a little strange. <laughs> so, everything about this game is, I think, really, really cool, except for actually playing it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the playing idea problem? of it more than I actually like it. Well, like, the art style and stuff uh, is really cool. The characters and character designs are really neat. Um, I like the idea of the objective-based maps, you know, like a MOBA, Smite, Dota, Overwatch-ish, you know, like type of team-based tactical fights. But the maps are boring. The one I looked at looked like it was from the Spider-Man 2 game from, like, GameCube. <laughs> yeah, like, like everything. It's, it's, I don't know, I'm, I sound mean. Well, but. so, like, I saw, like, a lot of Overwatch influence in it in that, like, Overwatch's maps look really cool and crisp, but if you just look at a blueprint of them, they're pretty bland, right? Like you've got your three lane set up most everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. And this kind of was the same, but the, the design, like the art behind it wasn't cool enough on the map. Um, and it's just kind of weird. It's, it's like, you're trying to learn how to play this. You, you whack a foe a couple times and it's like, get on your hoverboard to go faster. I'm like, what is this game? Like, so, what are you trying to make me do? It's very mobile-like in that, you know, like yeah. like Dota, like Smite, um, you know, things like that to where you really, it's it's not like a death match. You know, it's, you're supposed to do team fight, you're supposed to take a de- objective together and, you know, maybe kill an enemy if he's there type of thing. And then run off to the next encounter point. Right, right, right. The next scrum. The, the thing that feels really bad is the, I don't think the combat felt really good. No, I don't think so either. Because a lot of it's melee based, um, mm-hmm. and it's tough to tell your range of things if you're even connecting. You know, like there's there's not much, you know, um, feedback there's from no the game. Lock on. There is a lock on. If you connect with them already. No, you can lock on with left trigger to combo. Left trigger locks onto the enemies, and you can switch with right stick. Agree to agree. <laughs> it felt like crackdown in that though to where like you could just lock onto this enemy and like just focus them down it just it felt weird yeah. x button x button x button x button lock on the next enemy x button x button x button yeah. and you know they're doing the cooldown thing where everybody's got a couple of abilities um and then you know you're charging up an ultimate but yeah i, like, I don't know i played a few matches with carbon and i played a couple by myself it's like i'm so bored like this, yeah. like this game didn't ever grab me. There was never like a cool moment. Um, I don't well, know. you know, it, it is a beta, so a lot of things can change. Look yeah, I don't know. I've been Fortnite. watching it the whole this whole time. Uh, you guys have been talking about it. it. Just, just seems like little uh, skirmishes of just. It people is a little too crackdowny. Furiously pumping that, buttons, that was... and then you die, and then reset. <laughs> and I, I don't like the name either. I don't get the name. Uh, melee base. I don't know. Everybody's swinging edge. Some... I, but it's cartoon. With, but it's know, edgy it's cartoons, kind of, though. It's but graffiti. you don't think it's kind of striking? Like, Nan out there's like, oh, Billy, what would you want for whatever holiday we're celebrating with gifts? Bleeding edge. Like, what? I don't know. It seems a little. It seems weird that it's coming out of Ninja Theory. <laughs> it's like the weirdest thing. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. 
I get think in there, this... Microsoft, though. Like, you know, this is Microsoft wanting their, um, you know, public team-based activity game. I feel like this is not even going to be a blip on the radar for the people interested in those games. No. Yeah. Yeah. It is a tough place to enter into, right? Like, you've got at you, Battleborn. And Battleborn supposedly wasn't even that bad. Battleborn was pretty out, bad. I played it Battleborn. got outmarketed. You did not play Battleborn. Yeah, I did. You're making that up. It's not good. All right. Fair enough. I played I a guy who now. controlled time <laughs> and had, like, clocks and stuff. What, a, what about Paladins? Paladins is fine. <laughs> it's just a ripoff. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Paladins plays fine. You know, like if you had never touched Overwatch and picked up Paladins, you'd be like, "This game's pretty cool." But it this just seemed like a game that was for younger players learning a little bit more complicated types of games. I just don't think it'll please the older demographic. I also think they have a fatal flaw in that their teams are like four on four, and it like it felt like those teams weren't big enough to make these big bombastic fights happen. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe that's just also me. It's just, just going to turn into that Overwatch part of every episode of Power Rangers before the monster gets really big, and mm. they have to call the Megazord. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yep. You know, just be like a bunch of that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't talk about anything else we played this week. Uh, boys, can I have your ear about some Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD? Uh, yeah smbbbbhd on the street <laughs> yes mm-hmm. uh so they remade super monkey ball banana blitz which is a fantastic game so super monkey ball is so awesome i loved super monkey ball when i was a kid oh everybody yeah oh man it was huge um let me tell you that uh, nostalgia not always carries over well, right? Mm. No. This game kind of sucks, man. No. That's a shame. So I forgot the whole crux of it was you move the map, not the ball. <laughs> right, right, right. Mm. And that pissed me off to no degree. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have legs. Why wouldn't I move those? Right. <laughs> Um, what I did really enjoy though was the mini games, which I spent a lot of time as a kid playing those. Um, which you know it was cool to do the snowboarding and the hammer throw and, um, gosh, the like monkey the, bowling, the, the mega jump one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that stuff was good. You know, they gave it the remake treatment. Like graphics are a little bit updated, high frame rate stuff like that. But ray tracing, <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. My 1080 was shredding, but not fun, huh? Nah, like, because of you or because of the game? Because of me, it's the exact same game. Like, right. yeah, it is Fair the enough. exact same thing, um, just a little higher res graphics and stuff. I don't want to think about that game not being super awesome. Yeah, don't. It's untight. Yeah, I don't want to live in a galaxy where that can be allowed to happen. Xbox did a little like free play days this weekend on it, and I jumped on there. And was like, oh man, I hate this. Like, <laughs> I know. Oh, I hate that feeling when I'm playing stuff, especially stuff I was excited about. I'd just be like, I hate. This. <laughs> it was like the last time right I played now. Goldeneye on N64. I was like, how this is unplayable. Yeah, how did I enjoy this? With it? 
How did any of us any of us deal with it, man? Yeah, it's like it was that. my entire childhood. I, like I played that for like ten years. Yeah. Oh, it was lit. That awkward moment when you're like, "No, dude, I'm telling you, this game is so fun. It's got an HD remake, and you guys get in there, <laughs> just kind of staring <laughs> at each other." Then you all do it, and it's just like, uh, "Can I please suggest a uh, real quick shout out to the MinMax show from Ben Hansen, former Game Informer guy." Um, I did a podcast and they had a Call of Duty pro from the Minnesota Rocker team on and he challenged him to a game of Perfect Dark and the Call Call of Duty pro had never heard of it. Uh, Whoa! Perfect Dark was lit. The disarm was crazy. Call of Duty pro is also like 20 years old. Like, (laughs) this is is before his time. Uh, Call of Duty pro, get good. And uh, shout out to Ben Hansen smoking that guy. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it can happen. Perfect Dark. I remember playing Perfect Dark on the sample consoles at my days at the old game halt. Yeah. Putting in my time. Putting in my time. Laptop gun? That's where it's at. Just disarm people. Just troll them. Okay. So, let's keep it moving. What do we have this week for Overachievers? Uh, This week for Overachievers, I thought we'd take a look at Return of the Obra Din. Yeah, because we beat it. Oh, you you beat it. (laughs) Oh, I just sounded like a D on tape. My bad. I forgot for a second. Nah, the um, achievements aren't very spoilery. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, this week on Overachievers, we'll take a look at Return of the Obra Dinn, uh, some of the most common achievements down to some of the rarest. So um, I know we've talked about it a little bit before, but to set up these achievements, basically the Obra Dinn, you are trying to solve people's murders on, on a boat. Um, yes, yes, yes. And so you are trying to figure out who the person was that died, how they died, and who did it. And With the help of a mystical pocket watch. Exactly. So when you lock in those three pieces of information for a character, when you get three right, it will lock them in and tell you that they're right. It's kind of yeah. like you're, the game's way of patting you on the back saying, good job, you did it, keep moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, you know playing a rummy type game, how you have to put it down in sets. And um, otherwise, you'd just be there just process of eliminating names until everyone locked in right so you don't get any help unless you get three nailed and it'll be like all right stop fretting about it you can keep going you Mm -hmm. got these three right all right so kicking things off with uh the most common achievement in the game that is any six to solve any six fates so that's the lock in six people you know who they were how they died and who killed them Mm mm-hmm and that's been done by 56.25%. Shoo! Ooh. That's the highest? Turn that's the highest. Low. Wow. Come on, people. This game's hard. Get your magnifying glasses out. Get your it's fingerprint not easy. dust. Get your hammers. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> so, uh, moving things on, I pulled the achievement for any 15, which is to mm. solve any 15 fates. Which that drops down to forty five point three two percent. That is, I can't decide if that's quite the dropper or or doing better. 
if it looks like the people that are in it are in it to win it at that point. You get what I'm saying? I do think between the 6 and 15 is probably the toughest part of the game. I think right after 15, in my opinion, but maybe I'm off, though. Like, yeah, no, you're right, between 6 and 15. Because they don't really they don't really tell you what everything means. No, and you got to just kind of, like, keep pressing. You know, just keep going, keep going. True, 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 true. Um, but so the game is broken up into chapters, 1 through 10 um, it kind of does a weird thing where it kind of hops around from chapter to chapter that doesn't really go in order. Uh, but I pulled the achievement for loose cargo, which is to solve all fates in chapter one. Titled loose cargo, <laughs> which is at 40.71%. Okay. I get it. I get so it. Not bad. Yeah. That, that chapter is hard to zip up until you have some more info though. Absolutely. And which, all of the achievements for the chapters were around the same within a couple percent. So yeah. Yeah. I, I remember talking to you about this. I wonder if like ultimately people kind of get shuffled through the same, um, the same playthrough experience. Does that make sense? I think so. You know, and that's, that's really not the case. Um, you, you get these in chunks. The chapter format seems to be the way that you can organize the information and then you kind of put it together. Like, you know, you put it together after you get all the info. Right. At the end of it. Uh, so, so you're not really going through it literally chapter by chapter. Yeah. But I do think, like, you and I going through it, we'll see the murders in the same order. Do you do you agree with that? I want to, but we just lost audio. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hear your question. I'm sorry. I'm no. sorry, and I hate to say that stuff on air. But so it just your you playthrough and my playthrough of the game, we see the murders in the same order. Yes, I think that can be the case, but no, I'm not sure. Okay. No, no, it has to be the case because you start off by finding the actual bodies where they were at at their time of death, and then within those memories is when you can find other corpses that were moved post mortem. Right, right, so right. You're right. right. I, you, you are correct. There, there is like an A to B in this game where you can kind of veer off at points. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, so um, moving on to the end, which is to solve fates, solve all fates in chapter ten. Which only dips down to thirty eight point six one percent. Okay, it's like the same. Go ahead, Brent. Sorry, <clears throat> I was just gonna say. So it seems like there's definitely the, a, a core amount of players that kind of stuck through the whole thing. That, that isn't a drastic drop off from you know the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah, like forty percent out of that any fifteen crowd saw it all the way to the end. Right, 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 right. right, right. Which, um, for beating the game. Uh, I'll try and keep it spoiler-free, but it seems like there may be a couple of achievements um, that you that you could get for it. Uh, mm-hmm. And looking for them together, it looks about like 35% of people have beaten the game. So Nice. Pretty good. Yeah, that Gantz. <laughs> you won a 35%. Yep. Uh, Me too. And then, of course, we've got to take a look at the rarest of the rare, um, which uh, in this sense is a secret achievement. And I think for the sake of spoilers, I think we're going to leave it secret. What do you think, Jake? That's fine. I defer to your judgment. 
All right. Um, it's got a ton of question marks around it. So, like, if you bring it up, we're going to talk about it. And who knows <laughs> if something's going to spoil. Yeah, I think we'll leave it at that. If you're interested in all in this game, you should go play it. Um, yeah. It's really Check good. Check out Return of Oberdin. 20 bucks at the most. But who knows when you're hearing this. Oh, if you oh. haven't heard of it before, it might be on sale for five. Oh, okay, so this isn't on Game Pass? No. No. Okay, okay. No, Lucas Pope is just a a G. So I like to buy his games. But so the rarest of the rare in this game um, is at 9.29%. Oh, it's actually pretty good. That's not bad. It's weird once you learn the achievement. <laughs> it's very weird. It's weird. I Dude. hate it, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to your overachievers out there getting it on the Oberdin. Yep. I love it, but I love it. Thank you for the overachievers this week, Eagle. Absolutely. Appreciate you. And yeah, let's go ahead and gush some thank yous all over the place. Thank you to everybody listening right now. Thank you to everybody listening to for the 156 weeks plus that we've been active. Just, uh, just being goofs on tape. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. That's right. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, which in turn in turn puts us on virtually every modern podcast app out there we're also on stitcher and you can find us on dash internet radio broadcast throughout the week on their multiplayer channel with new episodes posting on thursdays with them so yeah check out dash shout out to dash dj ski keeping it locked that's real that is real they're they're really taking it off man that that company newsletter always has some interesting stuff new headquarters right on the walk of fame in hollywood can't park in the old parking lot (laughs) (laughs) afro man came through with don juan i know right anyways (laughs) uh, (laughs) thanks to everybody out there shout out to you guys as well where can we find you over the course of the week if you are streaming uh as always you can just find me in the discord at me we can figure it everything out from there i think i might be getting a capture card soon boys so i don't know Hey, nice. Make it happen, Captain. Donde style, gato. What'll happen is if you want to play with Brent, he'll tell you a street corner to stand on, Mm -hmm. and a van will just pull up and you'll be abducted. (laughs) And then you'll go help Jeff Keighley find it. (laughs) Kojima son. (laughs) But you've got to bring your own Game Boy Link cable, or it just won't. (laughs) 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 And Uh, the little lights, because that that thing ain't backlit. That's right. Uh, you can find me at Best Eagle Alive pretty much anywhere. Yeah, and I'm Jacob. I'm Rattle Boy Al. I don't really stream, and trust me, it's a favor to y'all. <laughs> I just like to have fun. Not terribly good. Except winning on Apex with the Eagle. <laughs> nice, buddy. Nice. Um, yeah, nice all around. Hope everybody uh, has a good time. Has a great week. And, uh, stay Amber. I do. Have the best day you've ever had. Thank you.